Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor's going to distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. Hey guys, Maria Menunos here. Before your favorite AfterBuzz TV after show begins, I'm so excited to tell you that my new cookbook is out. It's called The Every Girl's Guide to Cooking. It's the quickest, fastest, easiest, most amazing recipes for kitchen newbies and chefs alike. Please check out MariaMenunos.com for more info. Buzz you later. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing after-shows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Just let it rest. (laughs) (laughs) Feels right. You know, it just gets you in the mood to talk about Satan. Yes, he does. His name is Satan. I hope he brought you tea and your coffee. (laughs) If you're completely out of the know on this, this is the opening theme song to Wings. Yeah. <laughs> Let's cut it. We felt this like is, it was appropriate. This is freaking loose. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> Guys, there's Wings in this episode. You thank you it. for joining us here at AfterBuzz TV for the Lucifer After Show. Today we're going to be talking about Season 1, Episode 7, entitled Wingman, because this show is all about the puns. Mm-hmm. If you haven't already, go to YouTube.com slash TV and hit that subscribe. And if you want to, on iTunes, search AfterBuzz Lucifer. Leave us a comment, five-star rating, and we will give you a shout-out on the show. Today... We have a very special surprise for you that I'm not going to talk about right now. Uh, joining me today is my co-host as usual, Dave Child. Hi. You can find him on Twitter <laughs> at Mr. Dave Child. Samantha Benitz on the couch. Hello. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Samantha underscore Benitz. Lucretia Lyon. Of course. If you can spell it right, it's L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-L-Y-O-N. And there's only one, so you'll find it anywhere. And of course, I'm your host today, Stephen Lemieux. You can find me on Twitter at Stephen Lemieux, S-T-P-H-E-N-L-E-M-I-U-X. I'm on Twitter right here, and I got the live chat pulled up. If you have any questions for our special guest today, shoot them in the live chat, but if you tweet them at me, I'm more likely to read them because it's easier to sort through. Uh, Guys, we do have a special guest today. Mm -hmm. The first of many, I believe, and we kind of of went balls out on our first guest here, I I have to say. (laughs) Um, You may have seen him or not seen him or heard of him from such shows as the fucking showrunner of Lucifer. Joining us is Joe Henderson. Thank you for joining us in studio. Thank you. Studio audience. Calm down. Calm down. They shut up rather quickly. Yeah, 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 that, was, that was impressive. Yeah. Yeah. We influenced them. You know, it's a deep desire to listen to us. Right. Joe, thank you for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. I'm, uh, I'm thrilled to be here. So. 
So Joe has been at AfterBuzz before, so you kind of know the dealio. Oh yeah, I'm ready. We're gonna we're gonna rip it apart. We're gonna tear it to shreds. Talk about all the things we hate of it. Let's do it. And <laughs> then just send you away. Yeah, break my soul, yeah. and then just put the pieces back together, and I'll just slough my way out of here. Until so. you're banging Precisely. your head into a glass wall exactly. and it bleeds. Yes. Yeah. Right. So, like last time. Like last time. Yeah. So today we're talking about Wingman, which tackles. Uh, we're getting the character comparisons between Chloe and Dan, and the whole case that she dealt with, and now we have Lucifer and his wings. So those are the yes. two comparisons that the characters are dealing with. Overall thoughts before we really jump into things. Dave, what did you think of tonight's I episode? I thought it was really good. I, mm. uh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> well, let me speak first. Oh, <laughs> uh, you might have thought it was good. I, <laughs> I also thought it was good, actually. I, I, I really like this. I, uh, I love when the show becomes more supernatural. So I'm loving the, I'm loving the more interactions with angels. I'm, mo I'm loving the. Uh, everything that happened here with the wings and looking for the wings and the and the connection it was just it was good I like this one a lot so you're not just saying that because Joe's here right no no I'm not actually this one and last week's when I missed last week uh, I was these were the ones I was like oh guys it's awesome. gonna get it's gonna get good we're, we're heading towards wings here we're gonna have like more interactions with angels more dealing with supernatural things, more of uh, Lucifer kind of being more Satan-y. And <laughs> that's what I was hoping for, and that's what I'm seeing more Let's of. piss so. off million moms yeah. million every moms. episode. Any chance we yes, please. Any chance please. we can. Uh, Lucretia. I really loved it, because I like Aminadale and Maze, and I'm just so much more interested in seeing more of their characters, because A, they're fun, and B, they're angels and demons and, you know, whatever you want to call them at this point, since we're a little on the fence. And so, yeah, that's really getting the direction of the show. Because, yeah, nothing against Chloe, but it's a little too much of a castle relationship with her and Lucifer. Right. And, you know, let's see some demons. <laughs> Samantha I agree. Benitz. I like how multidimensional this episode was, and I liked how you can't really tell who to trust. Mm. Now I'm feeling like I'm second-guessing Amen and Deal. I'm second-guessing Maze, Chloe and Dan. Mm. I'm even having second thoughts on Dan. I'm feeling right. like he may be the corrupt cop, as a little spoiler alert. Maybe so. So it's really interesting to see how the show's developing, and I like that they're also, you know, utilizing their supernatural elements. And I'm excited. After this episode, I think it's going to take a very exciting turn. Yeah. You, yeah. Are, you are so wrong. <laughs> it's just going to get <laughs> worse <real>. and worse. <laughs> it is <laughs> downhill from this episode, guys. This was the peak. <laughs> Next episode, Tom Ellis dies, goes to hell, and, you know, it's... That's and then, that. And yeah. then I play Lucifer, and oh. uh, it's not good. It's really, it's not. Yeah. As long as John Constantine shows up, I'm okay, right? Oh. So that that yeah. would be lovely. I want to <laughs> open the conversation right up, because this is such a huge shift for mm. the show. You have gone from... Lucifer being kind of cop, and then Chloe dealing with her whole scandal, like, oh, where am I going to go? How do I deal mm. with being the outcast? Where Chloe is now probably going to be more widely accepted in the force now that she's admitted, mm. or not really admitted, she's conceded mm -hmm. on the case. And Lucifer has fully gone in. He's now all in. He doesn't have another buyout right. in his pocket. He doesn't have his wings. He's all in. So... What I want to ask is, uh, let's let's shoot to a question from William Pitcher on Twitter. M at M W M Pitcher says, "To question, is there a plan for the show to get more supernatural?" So this is the question mm. that everyone has yeah. always been asking yes. from the beginning, mm. and I think this episode signifies perhaps a shift towards that direction. But you don't want to go so far mm. into that, I believe. So when you're tackling a story like this, you like I would think that you're trying to avoid going too far into supernatural because it can get really crazy really mm -hmm. fast and kind of 
shoot off too quick. Yeah, it's first of all, uh, shout out to Alex Katz Nelson who wrote uh, last night's episode and did oh, nice. a fantastic job. Um, the, uh, the the challenge of the show is that balance. It's we are a world that we are a show that exists in a fairly grounded world as much as a fairly grounded world can have a guy walking around saying that he's the devil and actually is the devil within it. But uh, the the show will always be an ebb and flow. It will always be the episodes like five and six that delve into the supernatural. Five and or sorry, six and seven. Uh, the ones that go a little bit more into the, uh, the 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 supernatural, Lucifer's backstory, the mysteries of that, and then we'll have the ones that are a little more a um, little more grounded and and more into the uh, police world. And to me, that's the fun of it. Mm-hmm. To me, the fun of it is having those episodes where um, you know you're going after some sort of MacGuffin, and then you're surprised to find out quite how supernatural it is, or ones where it's really just Lucifer exploring his. A, a human emotion in a case or situation that just reflects on himself. And to me, as long as, as long as the stories are about our characters, we're still within our world. And what I always loved about the X Files was when you would go through so many different kinds of episodes, where you know they, they would be funny or horrific and bizarre. Uh, and sometimes you'd have aliens, and sometimes it would just be a much more hum- human story. Um, our challenge, I think, is doing a little bit of all of them. And having your uh, ones like yesterday's episode, and then having your ones like next week's episode, which is a wonderful, awesome episode that still has elements of the fantastic, but um, grounds a little bit more than um, the previous two. But in a way that I think actually everyone's going to really love because it's also got a lot of Dr. Linda in it. So. Oh, oh, Dr. Yeah, Linda's Dr. great. Linda. Bring her back. <laughs> right? Miss yeah. Martin. Yeah, she we, she's, she's, doing. she's not gone for long. So. <laughs> So let's go ahead and first break down Dan's relationship with Chloe this episode because they do kind of take a few steps forward um, in the fact that she thinks he's going to ditch her and he's the one that actually comes through when Lucifer decides to bail out and not help her because it doesn't have anything to do with his wings. So with these two characters, where do you see this relationship going? I know you mentioned that Dan could be the cop, hypothetically, who used the 999 key and shot... Maybe that's why he's helping. Why is he so helpful all of a sudden? He's just been kind of, you know, out doing his own thing, and all of a sudden he's involved with Chloe. Now that Lucifer is around, he sees another threat, somebody who also wants to be this figure around Trixie, and now he's interested in this case, and he keeps telling her, you know, let it go, let him die, let the family be. I'm like, you have a little too much interest in this case. I don't know, I'm feeling a little suspicious, but I could be wrong. I want to be wrong, but I think I'm right. (laughs) Well, I'm going to play devil's mm-hmm. advocate to that point. Go ahead. Because oh. three episodes... <laughs> <laughs> I like the puns. <laughs> many, many puns will be had today. Three, three episodes ago, I would have agreed with you. Right. But when we established that Dan is now trying to win back Chloe's favor and become Trixie's father again with uh, Taco Night, he's, he's right. trying to really establish himself. He's... He's just kind of trying to play both sides of the fence too much right now for us to know him. Um, Right now he's telling Chloe that she needs to drop it, but at the same time he wants to help her because he doesn't want to break off that that connection. But at the same time, he's a cop. And if you're going to look objectively, the cop that got shot in that situation is in a coma and his family will lose their pension. So to one side, like you have to see his point as a cop and as a person seeing a family in need. On the other side, he wants to get back with Chloe, but he firmly doesn't think that this is something to look into. So the real question is, does Dan know that it was corrupt or is hiding it, or does he really not believe that the cops have anything to do with this case? 
Well, yep. this um, is it's it's funny to mm-hmm. be like, well, well, what mm-hmm. do you think? The answer is uh, it's Trixie. Yeah, um, <laughs> I knew it was a Maggie Simpson thing. Oh, look, it's a who shot Mr. Bird? It worked so well for them. I figured why not? Perfect. Well, I was thinking how this this whole story is a story of redemption for a lot of people, so it would make sense that Dan gets in on the redemption game by being having something to redeem against, which is, you know, he's not such a great father, so he's trying to become a better father. But if that's linked into him being kind of a bad cop or having this bad cop past, that would also be something he's trying to recover from. So right. it's not that he's going to... Bad now. Yeah, it's, it's not that we're going to find out he's evil incarnate or, you know, psycho cop <laughs> this all along. I think we're going to find out he made maybe a mistake back in the day, and he's trying to recover from it. So Good point. Yeah, because I'm thinking he's involved somehow, but I, in more of it, like you said, he's sort of wanting to bring this relationship back with uh, Chloe and Trixie is why he wanted to help. That he may know that there's something up, but wanting her to drop it because it's going to be, you know, dangerous for her. Because I'm thinking that Lachlan Monroe's uh, character, the detective, you know, he's sketchy to begin with. I mean, he helped oh, to land a dead man on campus. So, yeah, that guy's weird. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of douche, yeah. uh, degrees of douche within the police department. Yeah. yeah. I, I, suspicious. Suspicious. Yeah. I get suspicious when there's a cop that comes in all douchey. Like, <laughs> <laughs> when it's, it's just like, walk, hey, right. yeah. I'm douche cop. I'm not going to turn out to be a good guy later. No. I'm definitely bad. So, so <laughs> everyone in the chat's thinking that Lieutenant Douche has something to do with this. Right. Yeah. Do you think that's a red right <laughs> herring? <laughs> not man. Not not Dan. Yeah. No, not Dan. Yeah. Dan. Yeah. Not uh-huh. Detective Dude. The man yeah. giving yeah. the eulogy at the at the wake. No. Oh, right. okay. Do you think that that's a red hair? I can't ask you, Joe, yeah. but do you think that's a red herring? <laughs> <I'm a theory. laughs> I think it is. I think it would be a good red herring if it is one. Mm-hmm. But because everyone's like suspicious <laughs> of of him. That I feel like that's why it's I don't believe when someone comes in as a walking douche. <laughs> I think the walking douche. The walking douche. I think we just we found a, uh, yeah. a, a Lucifer Walking Dead spinoff. You can do yeah. that if you want. You I know. know. You can just you get a story by. Okay. okay, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> this is how I get in the biz. Right. <laughs> Put in. Um, yeah, but he he walks in and I think he's I think he's like too bad. I think we're gonna find out. He's not the big bad, or he's he teamed up with Dan in the past. I, I feel like it's likely to be Dan, but it could also be um, the captain, the guy, the the woman that runs the whole place too. Yeah. So I'm gonna pitch something to you guys that might be a little bit weird, but just bear with me. Okay. At the end of the episode, guys, by the way, if you're watching this after show, I really assume that you've watched the episode. So <laughs> yeah. if we jump around a bit or we mention things from the end of the episode, please don't bite my head off. Right. Just go watch the episode and watch right. all the episodes before it if you haven't. Yeah. And don't watch it at the same time as the episode. That's just distracting. Yeah, if you're watching this with the episode, it's just weird. So yeah. obviously at the end we see that Amenadiel breathes life into right. the officer, mm-hmm. which leads me to believe that Chloe... Ending up in Lucifer's life is all part of a Menendez plan, as well mm. as this officer being shot was an unfortunate side effect of one of a Menendez plans. I feel like a Menendez is not beholden to save this man's life in any way, shape, or form, unless it was his fault directly that he ended up in that position. So this may be drawing at straws, but it just seemed a little weird that a Menendez would go on a limb for this person that his only connection literally is the fact that he met Chloe twice in the episode. Right. And I'm yeah, I'm going to go the opposite of you actually. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that I think he's bringing the officer back to get 
in the way of Chloe and Lucifer. Because I think he sees Chloe now mm-hmm. as the reason why Lucifer is not just going back to work at hell. Yeah. Like he's, he's <laughs> yeah. the reason. He mentioned that. He said, I can see why you left your duties mm-hmm. in hell right. when he was eye gazing with Chloe. So, so I think if it's anyone's plan, if <laughs> Chloe's a part of anyone's plan, I think, this is my guess, is mm-hmm. we're going to find out. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to find out Chloe is a part of God's plan, and that's going to frustrate both Amenadiel and Lucifer. Because Lucifer doesn't want to be doing anything in God's plan because he's a big, uh, he's a big baby when it comes to daddy issues, <laughs> and Amenadiel wants to be on the side of the angels. But like, I don't think he's really just doing everything selfishly for himself. Mm-hmm. So I think he's trying to keep what's happening with Lucifer from happening, but he doesn't realize that's also part of God's plan—a predestination that he's not a part of. So, well. Oh, what I found what I found interesting was Chloe's yeah. disposition towards Amenadiel. Mm-hmm. I liked that. Like she finally, like her eyes lit up when he was talking. I was like, oh, she. By the way, that's just hope. that's yeah. just standing next to DB. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's yeah. man. I yeah. assume so. I feel like yeah. I would react <laughs> the same way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. My, <laughs> if you look at the look on my face, I, <laughs> <laughs> just so I'm not missing anything, yeah. Joe. I'd like to ask: Was her reaction to Amenadiel? A genuine reaction, or was she only doing that to get under Lucifer's skin? Mm, good question. I, I, to me, the the fun of that question is trying to figure it out. I, I like it being a genuine reaction, but I think Chloe knows how these things will also react. I think the answer is yes. Okay. I think I think it's a genuine reaction of like, mm. hey, this. But it's also like, would I would I hide that a little better if I knew that it wouldn't drive him a little crazy? Probably. And see, that's why, like, I guess I'm a huge softy when it comes to Aminadel because I had the same reaction as Chloe. Is I thought he was helping, you know, her because he liked her, you know, with that cop situation. Because if he comes back and tells what happened then this whole case can be solved. I was thinking he was a good guy. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So he could be trying to put the moves on Chloe. Uh, yeah, either that or just trying to help out because now he knows, I mean, we saw the end where the wings are burned. You know, he's like, I'm screwed now for what I want. Now I guess I could do good. Since you mentioned that, yeah. can I just say called it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Called which part? The destroying of the wings. Really? Yeah. Right. It happened in the comics. Well, so. well I, I, I have comics. I have to say <laughs> one thing, though. This is an episode where we find... He finds fake wings, and then he finds the real wings, and then he burns some wings on the beach. And we don't know. We assume those are the real wings. That's all I'm saying is that you said that he doesn't have anything in his back pocket, but I feel like maybe he does. Joe, those were the real wings, weren't they? This is one thing I can (laughs) comment on. Uh, They are the real wings. Okay. Uh, Because Maze had them. It's funny. We we actually had (laughs) stuff to address that, Uh and then... Because the, the, the thinking is, Amenadiel would, in theory, be able to tell in the same way that when Lucifer got close, well, he Lucifer could tell. Well, Lucifer didn't tell until he got real close. Exactly. Yeah. Which is what, yeah. So we had stuff to address it, and then we just lost. And it's funny, because I've seen a number of theories where I'm like, you guys are too clever for your own good sometimes. Right. <laughs> but I was like, it's, it's okay. one of those things where, because in particular, I, I think the to make sure that the importance of the feather is not understated. Right. That the fact that she has that and that is a piece of... And um, she can grow right. some new wings? <laughs> That's, Who knows? Yeah. Or right. she was involved <laughs> in giving them to the auctioner. I was thinking, I'm like, is Maze doing some behind-the-scenes work behind Lucifer's right. back? 
Why does she have the feather? Maybe she mm-hmm. has a whole pillow full of like angel wings. <laughs> <laughs> she's I just resting on. She's finally got the last one yeah, for her. And you saw how she was looking down at Chloe and Lucifer when they were talking at the end. And oh, yeah. kind of you know, rediscussing their day and how he did find his wings and the connection they seem to be having. And Maze is just sitting off in the corner with her, like, <sighs> evil eye, just letting them know, you know. Well, I don't know. It seemed like a red herring did, for me. Did you know that every time an FBI raids an auction, yeah. an angel gets its wings? <laughs> oh, boy. We, we need I'm a bell so I'm so sorry. You need to drop that mic and walk out. Pun right bell. <laughs> I do want to clarify. We find out that Amenadiel is the one that set up the wings being stolen and set them up at the auction, mm. gave them to the auctioneer. But is Maze working with the Amenadiel? Deal. Um. Yes, mm. they were. In a but I don't think mm-hmm. to this degree. I think May's working at it with the Menendeal was only to the point of we need to figure out a way to get Lucifer back to hell because you want him there, I want him there. Mm. You're sexy, I'm sexy, and we should work <laughs> together. Um. But I don't believe that May's could directly go against Lucifer in this kind of way. That, that your sexy, I'm sexy conversation was exactly the, the dialogue that was, that, was, uh, yeah. Yeah. that was the rough draft. <laughs> You're sexy, I'm sexy. I was like, I don't think I can beat this. I think I'm just going to shoot yeah, it. This that was on the cutting room floor, right? <laughs> couldn't keep it in. We wanted to. But I think that's actually, that's one of the, the mysteries that I like moving forward is, okay, what's, <laughs> what, what, what is Maze's involvement in this? What is her culpability? And especially when we're trying to figure out what exactly a deal uh, has planned. Well, I think one right. of the one of the the coolest things with the show that leaves everyone guessing that is probably really fun for you in the writers' room to work with is the fact that you take a character like Satan, associated with evil, and change into a character that has different morals, that has its mm. own personality, that has different things that it decides upon, and. Innately, that character is not just evil, it can do whatever it wants. So you can't just assume what Lucifer is going to do. You can take anything like that. Like an angel, a menadeal, he's morally gray in this respect. He's doing things that are outside of what you would assume an angel would do. Just like me, she's a demon, she serves Lucifer, but really what does that mean and how far can she push that? But in right. keeping in mind, uh, a menadeal is doing what he think is, thinks is right. Like, I think one of the things we like playing with is, um, I mean, one of the, I think, important things of any storytelling is making sure that the characters are the heroes of their own stories. Yeah. I think for Menendil, to a certain extent, it's, it's greater good. Mm-hmm. That is always the, the driving purpose. And, well, what is greater good and what are the sacrifices that can be made in that, especially for an angel who um, doesn't necessarily see human beings as people more as, I mean, he's he's, he's this 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 deity to a certain extent and so yeah. people are 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 a little more chess like to him than actual um, beings and so i think that's a fun thing to play with and and what 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 does being good mean and who's defining what that means to a certain extent by what you just said i'm expecting that officer mm. who wakes up to drive a stake between lucifer and chloe mm. yeah that's what i expect yeah like that's a that's a great point because when you look at what is trying to accomplish i think he might become literally Chloe's guardian angel. Because if she doesn't need any help with anything anymore, what's there to have Lucifer around for? And if Lucifer's not interested in anything anymore, why is he staying on Earth? Right, except well. except removing Chloe would be a good way of getting Lucifer maybe back to focusing on being a demon. Because mm-hmm. Chloe seems to be the only thing that's really influencing him to become human and more mortal 
in a way. So, right. like, maybe he wouldn't guard her as much as take her out. Hmm. Could go either way. So let's let's actually talk a little bit about the relationship between Amenadiel and Lucifer. Because right. this episode has kind of improved our understanding of it tenfold. And I actually thought it was very believable as brothers. Yeah. Like, surprisingly to a certain degree. They have they have a great chemistry. And it's funny because, like, we were... This is one of those one of the episodes that you build to and that you get really excited to get to because, for one thing, we just knew that Tom and DB had a great chemistry, but mm. we also wanted to earn, over a period of animosity and, and the two of them playing at different angles, a sense of who they used to be. Like, what I, I loved doing is being able to, to see the two of them have that moment where you're like... The brothers, of course, yeah, and and they're having fun and they're enjoying it and and they're bickering and you know you've got both thousands of years of animosity and thousands of years of of blood, right? Yeah, and the psychology of their relationship is also just very true to you know just any kind of pop psychology where Amenadiel is for the greater good, the big picture, like an older sibling, and yeah. then with Lucifer, he's a little more selfish, a little bit more playful, and so yeah, I really like that. You know, it's pretty obvious. That the writers do their research. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. I uh, well, I'm, I'm a for thing. I'm just a giant yeah. nerd of the comics. So, yeah. but I mean, obviously, the Amenadiel Lucifer relationship mm -hmm. is very different then and is very different from everything else. But yeah, like I yeah, they're a bit mm. friendlier on TV than in the comics. I yes. Mm. Well, he's also a, what a, a really old white dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> kind of like a really grumpy, <laughs> really grumpy old guy. Which is in. why we cast DB. I'm right, totally stealing a joke. I think uh, DB <laughs> has already used that before, and uh, I just tried to pretend it was mine. But you're trying to avoid. You're trying to avoid the Lucifer so white hashtag. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Thank you, DB. No, but I, I think it, it, it's great because when you have history there, no matter how much animosity is between that, there's still going to be things that you know if you were associated with somebody for such a long time, even if a brother mm. that you haven't seen in 15 years, when you get back together, there's at least going to be some points that you agree on mm -hmm. and that you can laugh about. Yeah. And that's what we see when they go to the auction house. They see them kind of laughing to each other and catching them in a moment before they realize, oh wait, I hate this guy. <laughs> yeah. right. So it, it kind of gives deeper insight to, it's it's not like a deep hatred between the two of them. It's, it's more of just a misunderstanding of each other's intentions. Mm -hmm. Uh, Amenadiel's pissed right now. We learn that Lucifer has been on Earth for five years. Officially, they say that. And Amenadiel has been carrying the slack yeah. for like yeah. another term. Controlling the gates of hell, making sure the damn souls don't leave and flee to Earth. Those damn souls. Yeah. Damn, yeah. damn souls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's that, it's that idea of, like, of, of I'm doing your job for you. And if you'd only do your job, my life would be easier and I could go back to doing what I want to do. But you get to do what you want to do because... Well, I'm over here doing double time. Yeah, because I'm the responsible one. Right. Because I'm the one that is always, you know, doing what Dad says and you're the one who just gets to go play. It's so, older sibling. Right? Yeah, it's definitely that. So if Amenadiel can do that from Earth and still be on Earth and taking a corpulent form, would that be possible that Lucifer could also have just been still doing what he's supposed to be doing while he's just having fun in Los Angeles or I mean in in our version no like Lucifer Lucifer has definitely assumed a, a more a mortality is the wrong word but I mean he's cut off his mm. wings he's right. he's depowered a bit okay. uh, while he's here so it's not something that he could do it's something that Amenadiel is a little more uniquely suited to in the same way that Amenadiel can slow down time and all that yeah. fun stuff with his breath yeah yes. that was a useful <laughs> trick this episode, I'm like, here we go. Now it's really coming into place. Slow down the time. Yeah. Stop the FBI raid and right. get them wings. Yeah. I was almost waiting for like the Mentos commercial. To come <laughs> <out>. <laughs> 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 
Mentos fish. <laughs> if, if we get a season two, we'll make that happen. A Mentos right. a deal. Is he always this punny? Uh, yeah. He really is. I just know. We're supposed to have a button to silence yeah. those moments, but um, Bruce in the booth will mute me if I get okay, too good. out of hand. Oh. I got a question. Uh, since we brought up all these damn souls, um, you ke- uh, there's several times we've mentioned that you know the worry that they might slip out of hell and cause some havoc. Is that possibly a uh, seed for what might come later in the series? Using those I souls. think that is a lovely question. Mm. Yes, that's <laughs> enough for me. That's yeah. enough for me. That's okay. I think. I think I, what I would mm-hmm. uh, extend it on is. I mean, that is uh, an element of the promise of the right. pilot, and the question is how to do that in a way that still adheres to our world. Because I mean, yeah. we're not going to have like a, a war of souls or anything like that. But I think and I, I assume it's not like the comic where we're going to see the afterlife. Of like the Chinese deities coming in, or mm. any of the, any of the uh, expansion on like hey, so in season six. We're gonna mm-hmm. need ideas. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Six no, I mean, I, right. Exactly right. Uh, it, not for season one. Okay. Um, it's definitely we we made a very conscious decision. Focus on um, our, the characters we have, the mythology we have. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not going to see much more supernatural beyond the the characters we are playing with. So no. No other supernatural characters might come in. Not even from maybe other DC oh. comics <laughs> worlds. Wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't that be awesome? Yes. Wouldn't that be awesome? Death. Uh. Um, until until I get the proper blackmail um, to, okay. uh, to be able to do that. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I haven't even asked just because I figured it was. For right. one thing, it's it's such a you know it's it's such a, a beloved property and. Honestly, it's this. This our show needs to stand on its own legs, right? Yeah. And that so makes sense. we just made a very conscious decision of sticking with uh, who we have. Right. But uh, it, whoever's read the comic, mm-hmm. Gaudium is my favorite character, <laughs> and I don't know how you make a three-foot stone cherub into <laughs> a character, but I will find a way uh, sometime. Mm. Danny DeVito. Danny. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> there it is. You just yeah, no, that's... Cover him in gray paint and you're yeah. good to go. Yeah, or just make a Danny DeVito. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, I do want to talk, uh, just to get... Let's uh, just get through some of the other points of the episode. Um, of course, the auctioneer is a man. He's got a very nice house. He's a longtime atheist, sees the wings, and immediately mm-hmm. believes. So the wings do have some power, and from that you can tell that Amenadiel would have known if they were real or not on the beach. That's what I was associating mm-hmm. by knowing that. Um, so he says he can't live with the wi- without the wings, and then Lucifer asks him, finally he tells him that Amenadiel, we assume, because the next scene is him on the beach, are we going to see that character again? Are we going to see what Lucifer has done to him? Are we going to see all of these characters that have seen Lucifer's true form in an insane asylum like the first <laughs> producer guy? Um, we are not going back to Isaiah Whitlock, who was awesome, yeah. at least this season. Yeah. I mean, I thought he was great. I mean, I, I loved him in The Wire. Um, yeah. By the way, thank you for... I think this is the first time I saw him in something that he didn't go, yeah. <laughs> you have no idea how tempting it is. I, I understand why everyone yeah. does it. I uh, mean, he's been in other stuff than The Wire that yeah. he does that in. It's really? become like yeah, it's become like his calling. Oh, we card. all wanted him to do it, but right. it, you know, it's but yeah, that's okay. that's hilarious. <laughs> yes, we uh, we we were very bold and brave in our decision to hold him back. Uh, yes. <laughs> it's so tempting because it's, keep writing it's it so and like deleting all the eyes. Right? No, I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, Just Lucifer walks in. She. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm sure Fox would have loved to try to get that through. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's not a curse word. It's S H E E E E I, and then you just cut off the T. and then cut to black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he. One of the things we want to play with in future seasons is coming back to these characters and exploring that. But really, his story is done at least for now. But I do like the idea of you know like the the Jimmy Barnes of it all who was in the pilot in the second episode and how it affects different people and also how the wings affect different people. Like I like with the the with Renny the biker how it sort of it it drove him crazy in a different way and the the atheist how it actually gave him faith. Like one of the big things we want to play with in every episode is the idea of faith and what you believe in and I love for one thing I love the idea of Lucifer walking around being like an atheist really <laughs> like I love I love a character just calling that out and being like how can you not believe in all of this and and then also right? yeah exactly he's like, he's like I'm pr- uh, no, never mind. This, this is one of the things that I really like about the writing of the show so far is that you're not killing characters um, not to talk poorly about another Fox show but Sleepy Hollow I mm. do the after show for and I feel like every time we get introduced to an interesting character that we're like really invested in it's just like all right they're dead never to be seen again um and with all these characters that have seen lucifer's true face you never really kill them except for the guy who jumped off a building but you know he killed himself yeah so that wasn't even a writer thing that (laughs) was just the actor method acting he he got in the moment it was really sad the funeral was next weekend yeah um so when you're when you're writing these characters do you have that moment where you're like should we make the move to kill this person or should we keep them for later and then when you decide to keep them for later are you like this season next season like how do you kind of put them in the file cabinet yeah i mean for the most part it's usually a lot of it is waiting to see what actor you get and then how they respond so a lot of it is honestly just the story like for i don't lucifer doesn't really go around killing people in fact noticed he he really hasn't like he's (laughs) actually that that's that's not his place He's, he's a punisher, but he's not a murderer. Um, and I actually like that distinction, and I like the fact that he's 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 got a very strict code, and you know he doesn't lie, he he doesn't mm-hmm. do all these things he's been set up. Now, is he can he be an evil son of a bitch? You bet. <laughs> but he also, he's got a nobility to him. Um, but honestly, a lot of it is you get an actor, and then you're like, oh my god, why didn't we put him in a couple more episodes? Maybe, maybe season two if we're so lucky. Like, that's... Right. That's the big game because you never know how these actors are going to bring these roles to life. Now, in the case of um, we have Kevin Rankin coming on as Malcolm, you get an actor like that, you're uh, you're not going to have him on just in a coma. Right. <laughs> yeah. As soon yeah. as he came on, it was like he's not. Right. That guy's yeah. so good. <laughs> well, that he guy's is, staying in a coma. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> he is so good. That really strong character actor. Yeah. That's 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 all we're going to see of him. We were very fortunate to get him, uh, and he is. It's going to be a lot of fun uh, with them. Have there been any characters so far that when fans saw their reaction was so strong that you immediately were thinking, okay, we got to bring them back? Well, my brother wants me to bring Tom Sizemore back uh, (laughs) desperately, which so do I, because he was awesome. So hopefully we'll visit him um, in season two Mm -hmm. uh, with his new clothing line. Yeah. Um, Um, but yeah, no. I mean, we've been very lucky because I mean, like like Jeremy Davies was with us, yes. uh, Tom Sizemore, and then we've got Rebecca De Mornay coming up. Oh yeah. Um, we've got uh, uh, we got Jim Rash next week. Oh yes. nice! <laughs> Super excited about that's it. gonna be so much fun, right? Oh. Uh, and Al Madrigal, all, both oh, in the wow. same episode. Like that's gonna what? be uh, that's gonna be your like X Files goofy episode. Mm-hmm. Right. It is. It <laughs> is. It's gonna be great. And uh, what's really fun about it too is like we've we've actually been trying to hire like Kevin Rankin can do funny. Uh-huh. Like we've been Tom Sizemore is funny. 
funny. Like his whole uh, uh, speech about like his prostate and everything. Mm. Like we've been trying to hire mostly as people that can do humor because that's what our show lives on. Mm -hmm. As much as it is to earn the darkness, you have to have the the, the humor to to both offset it, but also help surprise you. And it's and you get a bunch of actors that are known for comedic work who like the opportunity right. to stretch it a little bit. Pig Diddy was great. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Pig Diddy. I had a big question about Pig Diddy. Yes. Uh, why didn't you go with uh, so Notorious P.I.G.? Um, oh, mm -hmm. that's a good question. Was I mean, it because it, the the similarities were too big? <laughs> <laughs> that I, uh, was my question. It's funny because I, I I can't. Uh, Sherry Elwood, the writer of the episode, named that pig. I'm pretty sure. Um, okay. Mm. And it, originally, it was named after I think her dog Ninja. And because we actually had a ninja joke about Maze being a bartender, she had to rename it. And then all of a sudden, she Pig came Diddy. in with Pig Diddy, and I was like. Well, yeah. Okay, it's pretty. That's got to be it. So. Okay. All right. I was just like, huh, not notorious PIG. Oh. <laughs> Awkward. Oh boy. I, I really would have loved the transition yeah. from, oh no, he's dead, to Luc to Lucifer eating ribs or something. <laughs> <laughs> we, we should have had them walk in with a new pig named the notorious PIG. Yeah, yeah, and it's just well, season two. Yeah, mm -hmm. it is. season two. So now we're going to bring back Tom Sizemore, uh, a, a the reincarnated pig, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> Comes out of sneaks out of hell. That'd there be it the is. First yeah. soul out well, of hell is that pig. <laughs> be perfect. That, that, that does seem fitting. <laughs> I had a question about uh, about casting. Just yeah. like uh, when you found Tom Ellis, was he was that your when you thought of Lucifer? Did you think of Tom Ellis? Or well, so this is tricky. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you're like this is clearly just an evil, evil man. Right, um, right. So I came on after the pilot. Okay. So um, Tom Capinos uh, wrote the pilot. Len Weissman directed it, and then uh, Tom went on to other projects. And I got a phone call saying, hey, do you want to do the, this show Lucifer? Do you want to run it? And I was like many people, which is like, uh, I'm not so sure that that's a good idea. And then I watched it and I was like, oh, 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 this is awesome. Um, so it's been fun to watch everyone watch the pilot and sort of have these similar reactions to what I had, which is, I, it, was, it was, I mean, Sandman's one of my favorite books ever. Right. The, the Mike Carey run was fantastic. And I'm like, I, I, I'm not sure if you can do this. And I thought they did such a great job of finding a voice and finding a way to make that work. Um, but all I can say is, I mean, what Tom does with that role uh -huh. and what I'm able to lean on every week with him is the fact that, for one thing, he can sell any joke. But also, he adds like a little little bit of tragedy to, to the moments that give him, a, that ground a character that is so absurd yeah. and so silly. In the same way I think Hugh Laurie did it with House. Yes. Where like he's a complete asshole but there's pain underneath it. And you just love him. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's not like he's not just an, he's not just being flip and funny. He, whether or not he knows it, he's hiding something. Or at least he's yeah. he's trying to not deal with something. It, it's it's a saying that silence silence speaks louder than words. Yeah. And from watching the show, you can definitely see that Tom Ellis is a master of those silences. Especially when he's dealing with Chloe, because he only reveals half-truths half the time, so he can't really answer. So it's all in the face. And it's so, yeah, it's so <laughs> comedic. Um, and I want to ask how much how much of his acting includes improvisation, or is everything completely scripted? Everything he says, I have written, and mm. don't you know? Uh, <laughs> you are gone. No, actually, uh, uh, Tom is. He is a, my puppet. <laughs> <laughs> Dance, Tom. Dance. No, uh, l listen, I, uh, I, he's 
he's a really good uh, quipper, and a number of his lines uh, have made. It. In fact, <laughs> next week's episode has an act out, which is a very serious mm. act out. It's very grave, and then Tom has this line that he improved that I I just. I, I I think I spit. I was laughing mm -hmm. so hard, and it was like it's it was not the scene was not intended to be funny. It was intended to be very dark, and it's so it's it's in there. We're gonna like, know it, right? Gonna, mm. Yeah, you'll know it. I, I, awesome. I, it's it's the end of Act Four or Five. Okay. Trust me, when you get there, you'll be like, "That's a really dark." That's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> so like he's he's very good at, at finding the moments. He's also really good at finding the 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 the, the, the humor out of character. Mm -hmm. right. um, oh, and by the way, his uh, there's a line about the village people that was totally his improv. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just in the ADR booth, okay. he was just playing with it and he was just like giving us options. It's awesome. Mm -hmm. Oh, for back of the head, you just like yeah, exactly. We were like we did a crowd shot and he was like, oh, let me try something else here. And he's like, you village idiot or uh, village people rejects. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's not good. I'm gonna pretend that we we wrote that. Yeah. I I was just gonna say I think it's super cool that he also has such a religious background with his family and he's able yeah. to use that for his character on the show. And I was also going to ask see you guys getting any inspiration from the Bible or Paradise Lost, or I saw recently that you tweeted about Dante's mm. Inferno. Mm. Yes. So do you get any inspiration, or do you want to utilize that for any future episodes? Yeah, I mean, because I, I reread, or I don't know if I'd ever read it before. I read Paradise Lost uh, right before we started, and I realized I hadn't read Dante's Inferno. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I, I'm as familiar with it as anyone is, and as much as it's the pop culture of it, but I realized I never actually read it. And uh, I did enjoy the amount of strange fart jokes and uh, <laughs> uh, other body humor that is in, in it. It's kind of, actually, it's kind of awesome. You're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Even then, they knew that a fart was funny. I, uh, I respect that. Um, but uh, seriously, check it out. It's, it's, it, it literally has a fart joke in it. Um, farts in hell, man. Farts in hell. Farts in hell. I mean, what else are they going to do in hell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Check out our new band <laughs> next week. Farts in, yeah. farts in hell. We'll be playing at the satellite. Uh, it'll be great. Uh, but, like, uh, for example, I, I, uh, I'm a lapsed Catholic. Uh, I was in a Catholic uh, 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 touring choir in college. Wow. So I know my Bible pretty well. We've got a couple uh, practicing uh, people of faith on the staff. All Satanists, I'm all assuming? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. okay. All, all practicing in the Church of Satan. Hail. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and then we, we got some lapsed, we've got some uh, atheists, we've got a mix of everything. And um, I think one of the important things is is not, not only drawing from Sandman and Lucifer, the comics, but drawing from the Bible as well. Because there's the, the, really the question is just what gives you story and what gives you thematic and right. what lets you play with that. So. Right, and even Milton in Paradise Lost yeah. makes Satan out as this like empathetic anti-hero. So yeah. I felt like that really translate in this show as well because I can see Lucifer and he's not all as bad as people perceive him to be. And even with all this One Million Moms protest, I see what the show is trying to do. And mm -hmm. it didn't just go the darkest way and all the evil tendencies of Lucifer. It kind of showed that human side that yeah. you can empathize with. And I'm pretty like, sure from what I've gathered from uh, interviews with Neil Gaiman, the, the Milton version in particular was a big inspiration. Yeah. Right. I felt like that. I don't know. I just thought so. So cool to hear that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking on Million Moms, mm -hmm. was there any, like when you're when you're pitching this show to Fox, after it gets picked up and then they're still in that gray area mm -hmm. between time between, all right, we're going to start filming now. Are you sure we can do this? Was there any fight back, or were Fox just all in? Yeah, I mean, they knew what it was. The, the, the real concern was how do we let people know what the show really is. Got it. Like, mm -hmm. it, it, and part of the challenge was early on, like letting letting affiliates know we're not like we're not the show you might think we are based on the title, right. and really just and getting the the pilot out there and episodes out there 
to show them that we're we're a, a fun, dark, weird, creepy, strange, bizarre show. Like I always, I sort of refer to it as a stew, which is not the most attractive <laughs> thing to describe it, but it's just like everything I like mashed together uh, in the same way that Buffy was, in the same way that a lot of right. my favorite shows yeah. were, like Lost. One of the things they did so well is you, you would be dealing with incredible problems and issues, and then Hurley would walk in and make a joke, and it allowed you to laugh, which made them human, which made you care. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what's so important to the show, is Lucifer, by being funny, lets us um, sympathize with the devil. Pun. See? Hey. <laughs> and speaking of Lost, how are you working into Harold Perrineau being on there, since he was so good on Constantine? <laughs> he was so good. Oh, yeah, and Lost. He's so good in general. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's good. Yeah. Uh, the great idea. Yeah. Is it not on anything right now? Uh, no, Noted. not that I, I mm -hmm. can think of. Mm -hmm. So before we move forward, I do want to give uh, some an iTunes shout out before mm -hmm. we do some Twitter questions, just because I want to get those out of the way so yeah. people don't feel left hanging because we did promote <laughs> saying we take some questions. Yeah. Uh, guys, please, what helps us out here, we provide all these shows to you free of charge. The only thing we ask is that you go to iTunes, leave us a rating and a comment. Uh, this last week we had... a. EC Fro MDC comment. Good after show five stars. This panel is on point with their discussion and theories and are fun to watch. Really appreciate their human humor, enthusiasm, and intelligence. Thank you very much. If you guys want a shout out on the show, please, please leave a comment on iTunes. It really does help us out a lot. And then in the chat, uh, shout out to Peter D. Supernatural Whovian, uh, Gail Rubel for Mr. Goku yeah. 2012, Joe Brody, um, and Agent Shinobi 9, Star Drew. All those people out there. Thank you for continuing to watching the show every single week. Now, I do have a Twitter question here that goes back to, I mean, of course, in this episode, we see him playing a piano rendition of Johnny Cash's Hurt, yes. which was really great. Uh, it was originally written by Trent Reznor. Okay, I'm sorry, yeah. I'm sorry. I, I, but that's the version yeah. that we're going yes. with. Yes. Yeah. Um, at is already taken, JH asks, any chance of Tom Ellis's covers being on the DVD extra? You know, it's it's funny because um, I really wanted to get because I love I love what he mm. what we do with Center Man. Center Man was so mm. good. I and I, I mean Tom is a great singer, and we're trying to figure out how that would work because I think we only have the rights for it for the show. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if we can get it out there because there's a much longer version of it. Um, I'm trying to figure out because I would love to get it out there because for one thing I just love that song in general, mm. and especially the the one the the Thomas Crown Affair version, which oh. we modeled after quite a bit. Um, but I, we are trying because uh, it's you can awesome. just pull a Ryan Reynolds and just mm. put it on right? YouTube. Exactly. Mm -hmm. it, it leaked. We don't know Oops. who did it. I'm going to send it to Ryan Reynolds <laughs> in the hopes that he will leak it. Well, he's <laughs> only seventy percent sure that Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, I, know, I saw that. <laughs> um, at Mando130 asks, will Lucifer grow to like Trixie? <laughs> I. So that's a tricky thing because what I, I love. You know, the easiest thing to do to make a character likable is to make them, you know, good with kids. And I love <laughs> the fact that, like, that Trixie is just this strange creature that he doesn't quite understand. Um, I think it'll be a very slow journey, and I think it'll be very fun to watch him slowly get to understand. Because I think she's so innocent that it's 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 like a foreign object to him. It's like mm. a strange, it's potentially a plague, because, oh, God, I don't want to get that. Um, <laughs> I think that's the fun of it. Um, I think the fun question is what happens when Trixie meets Maze. Oh, hey. Are we going to see that this season? That is coming up. Sweet. She's so cute. Oh, I love she's her amazing. Hair. She's it's, the sweetest. She's so good. We're, we're, we are very fortunate because we have a great cast, and mm. we're also very fortunate coming up because a lot of these characters still haven't met each other. And what you'll see in the coming episodes is us combining characters um, and having the mismatches that we haven't seen yet, right? <laughs> which is fun. Um, Angus Stewart doesn't have a question. They just said, loving the show. Fun, edgy, and angry moments, and his human moments, great so far. Thank you, Angus. Uh, Han. 
Hoff nine says, "Who picks the music for the show? Do you Google songs with devil lyrics?" <laughs> and he loved the Korean pop question. inclusions. That was the, the Korean pop was really cool. Uh, we have a great post team. Uh, for what they did actually, they did uh, collect a whole bunch of songs with the devil in it. Um, and I actually I have like this huge uh, uh, playlist that I listen to while I write. Um, but it, it, within that is not only songs that have devil thematics or just ideas similar to that about about redemption, about sin, and all that, but also. Um, they collect things like the the, the, the K-pop, which was <laughs> so much fun. You make uh, a lot of internet yeah. references. Uh, like I'm not I'm not used to dealing with the feels today, but <laughs> <laughs> you have a few like yeah. meme references throughout the show. Oh yeah, and, and, and one one of the things that I loved about the pilot was that Lucifer is oddly up to date on things. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like because because right. he desire he, he embraces desire, which means watching movies, which means like probably spending way too much time on the internet. And uh, well, he doesn't have a phone, but I, I believe someone probably shows him things on the internet. I knew it. He made Gangnam Style popular. <laughs> yeah, it's his fault. That could only have been the work of the yeah. devil. It's, it's either his fault or it's his credit. <laughs> so I'm going to ask two big questions. You're probably not going to be able to answer them. All right. Is it Chloe making Lucifer mortal, and is Chloe the only one able to hurt Lucifer? Those are really good questions. Mm. I will say wait and see. Okay. Okay. The other question is, will this season end in a giant cliffhanger that will make us hate you if you don't get a season two? <laughs> because we want a season two, and they better give you a season two. Oh, from from your lips to mm. Fox's ears. Um, the uh, that one I can't answer because uh, I firmly believe in the uh, dual cliffhanger. Mm. Which is, we will wrap up storylines that will give you a satisfying ending, and then give you an ending that will hopefully make you really pissed off at me. So, so. you're not gonna Chris Carter it, or are you gonna halfway Chris Carter? It? We'll do, yeah. we'll do the, yeah. ha with the half yeah. Carter. Oh yeah, half Carter. Yeah, no, because I, I I do believe in and. In, so many shows have done it so well, which is you, you, you bring everything together. I mean, Buffy was really good at mm. it. Um, not to go back to that well, but like you, you, you feel as satisfied, but then you're like, but, but, but what, I wanted uh, this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah that's yeah. me. Yeah, so that's, that, that's something that uh, we've embraced, and uh, I'm very happy with how it turned out. So. Is Chloe God? Mm. Oh. So mm. wait, uh, are you saying <laughs> Lucifer wants to have sex with his, his dad? dad? Yeah. I'm like the hot tub yeah. movie. It is not God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just. I mean, <laughs> God did not make poor choices in his. I like life. it. I straight to incest. I know Game of Thrones <laughs> comes yeah. out in 20 days. Right. I, it might get us. It might get us higher ratings. So I. Uh, who knows? <laughs> who knows? Maybe. Maybe. Season maybe two is. available on HBO. <laughs> right. yeah. See, I always thought David Bowie was God since Lucifer's drawn after him. But since that's not gonna happen now. Uh, I will play more argue. Bowie though. I and Stones. Follow. Uh, mm. We have some Stones coming. Up. Okay. Yeah. Good. Okay. Kyle Mays. Mm -hmm. Oh. Nice name for the show. Mm. Says, will we see okay. an act of God during this season? Mm. Ooh. Uh, oh, that's a really mm. good question. Um, I, I think you'll see something that you could interpret that way. Ooh. That's what I'll say. That's a, a good answer. That's a good answer. Yeah. That's a very good question. I had a question because uh, you hinted at this earlier. Did you have to clear anything with the Church of Satan? <laughs> oh, yes. 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 <laughs> so uh, we do have an episode coming up that plays with a, um, an organization um, that. For a time, we're like, well, hey, we should maybe reach out to the Church of Satan and see how that goes. And uh, normal conversation, yeah, mm -hmm. right. Yeah. <laughs> what, what I do on a Tuesday, mm -hmm. and uh, I've got to say, uh, it, we're we're oddly pleased that we've both been condemned by um, uh, very Christian groups, and now uh, we we did not get approval from the Church of Satan. <laughs> really? <laughs> so they're very nice about it, mm -hmm. and uh, but uh, they uh, they did not. Um, they don't like him solving crimes. They, they <laughs> that, that, that wasn't the problem. Yeah. They, they, they had a lot of notes. <laughs> oh, really? So, 
Uh, but they were very nice about it. So okay. they were very nice Satanists. Um, they were Satanists. Like, yeah. Maybe for Vince Gilligan, not not for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so what is your favorite episode of this season, and have we seen it yet? Ooh, that's good. Uh, I last night's episode was one of, is one of my favorites because it's just it's one of those episodes that you that you earn over time, right? It's like right. it's like you do the episodes where you put the pieces together, and like when I worked on White Collar, we do the mid season finale and the mid season premiere, and that's what six and seven were for me, which is like you pay off something in the middle so that people know that you know we're not we are not only building like like. The, this on a lot of shows that I've worked on previously would have been the end of a season, yeah. and to me, it's like I like getting there in the middle because right. it's pushing you to just move the story to the next level. So, seven was like a, just a, a fulfillment of a lot of things, and just finally getting to see Lucifer and Manadil together, and then that ending just oh, I love how mm. that turned out. Um, and then I would say the next two are two of my favorites because uh, eight is like this. It, it's it's a case of the week, but it's really personal. And it's got a lot of Dr. Linda in it, in mm. it and it's one of our funnier uh, episodes, but Great. not sacrificing consequence and danger. And then the one after it is, I'll just say it's titled A Priest Walks Into a Bar. Mm. Yes. And I'll let you decide what bar he might have walked into. He's getting the bar yeah. exam. He's going to be a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> Call Saul Goodman today. You're on to me. Guys, we are out of time, unfortunately. I'd love to go through predictions and watch your expression tell us whether we're right or wrong. But we'll just have to make you, force you to come back All one right. of these yes. days. Maybe for the finale where we can yell at you for like the cliffhanger. Yes, that would be perfect. That would be awesome. Joe, where can we find you on Twitter and where can fans follow all the work that you've mm. been doing? Uh, I'm at, at Henderson underscore Joe, and our writers are at, at Lucifer Writers. Um, and usually uh, we're, we're live tweeting every episode, and usually one of our writers jumps onto that account as well. Cool, great. Uh, Dave? You can find me at MRDaveChild on Instagram and Twitter. Samantha Benitz? Once again, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Samantha underscore Benitz. All right. And again, if you can spell it right, it's L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-L-Y-O-N, and that's Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever. And guys, I'm your host for the evening, Stephen Lemieux. You can find me on Twitter at Stephen Lemieux. Also check out our movie network, The Popcorn Talk, where you can find all your movie discussion needs at YouTube.com slash The Popcorn, or at Popcorn Talk Network, and on Twitter at The Popcorn Talk. Thank you so much for watching the after show today. We will be back next week at our normal time, which is 11 p.m. Monday Pacific Standard Time, unless we get a guest that makes us move the time, which we might. I have something lined up potentially that you guys are going to get excited for. Um, thank you so much for coming on the show, Joe. Thank you, guys. And by the way, I've uh, I've watched a number of your episodes, and I really dig how you guys dig into the show. I've, it's awesome. Zero is a number. Zero is mm. zero's number. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, I watched I, wa I watched uh, my episode because I'm I'm vain, and then I watched uh, the last one. So. Oh, nice. awesome! Well, thank you so much, guys. We will see you next week. Same Lucifer time, same Lucifer place. See you then. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz Buzz later. Later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.